0: Here we are now. And today, I'd like to talk about the surplus of yoga teachers. And really, we need to ask this question is yoga right for you? And the answer to that is just do it. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's right or wrong so much in that you should at least try it, at least practice it for some time. In this world of information, in this world of things that are out there that can change your life, of which there are many very powerful things, we must explore, we must experiment, we must try new things. And really, (laughs) you do need to just do it, right? It's just like that old saying, just do it. Just try it. And I highly recommend that you try some yoga. Now, there are a surplus of yoga teachers, which means that a lot of the time, you're not actually getting high quality. And here's how you tell the difference. When a yoga teacher tells you, to be in touch with how you feel on a regular basis, then you know you've got a good yoga teacher. Further still, a good yoga teacher understands the importance of the breathing pattern. Further still again, the yoga teacher understands that yoga is state training. Now, when you see yoga and it says yoga for agility, yoga for flexibility, yoga for better sex, yoga for stronger muscles, yoga for flexibility, yoga for the list goes on. Basically, you can guarantee that this is all false. This is all shallow. This is only skin deep yoga. The deeper yoga, the true yoga, Is the yoga that's in touch with the state. And that's why it's important to find a teacher that brings you back to your feeling. When the yoga teacher starts the class and they say, just get a sense of how you are. Just get a sense of how your body feels. Just get a sense of how busy your mind is. Or any sort of saying like this. Any sort of self-assessment. Any sort of... Turning into the self awareness, then you know they've begun to make you aware of your state. And then they're going to go on and they're going to give you the breathing patterns and the certain processes and the certain positions, and you're going to practice the yoga. And then at the end of the class, as well as possibly throughout the class, they're going to say, Okay, now again, sense how you feel, sense how you are, sense how your mind is, how your body is. And if that's what your yoga teacher is doing, then that's a good yoga teacher. You should be listening to them because it's all about the state, right? What state are you in? What is your condition? And it's not a matter of being able to say what your condition is, right? If you're in a yoga class, you're not talking. You're not expressing yourself. You're simply assessing it for yourself, right? You don't need to say, well, I feel relaxed or I feel stressed or I feel open or I feel vast, or I feel grateful, or I feel gratitude, right? You don't need to be saying those certain things, even though you might be having those thoughts as you have the states come on and come and go. But really, the point of the state is to be there and present with it and to assess it. Because you're going to, if you're practicing yoga on a deeper level, having states that don't have words with them. If the limit of your state of being is by what you can describe to yourself, then you've limited yourself greatly to the varieties of feelings that you can have. Really, you should be going to yoga almost expecting that you're going to have a new feeling, almost expecting that you're going to have an opening. Now, there are yoga processes which are specifically designed for emotional openings, right? And that can be a great thing. That can be a good thing. It can be very positive. And if we get into the mechanics of phenomenological experiencing and the nuances, then we can differentiate between a state and an emotion. And we can say, well, now I need to pick the kind of yoga which is going to be specific for the either emotion or state that i want to work on and that will depend on where you're at and what you're sort of into and where you need to really go and that sort of assessment is a is a process in and of itself but really that complex all of that really comes back to just doing it just trying it just being open another side of it is that you don't want to have too much expectation right when you come to a teacher when you come to a teacher of any sort, not just a yoga teacher, then <laughs> you don't want to be too much like, oh, I'm looking for a certain thing, right? I'm doing a certain thing. I want you to teach me a certain thing. Now, this now this is funny because a student with an initiative is a lot more efficient in their learning than someone who just turns up to the class and goes along with it, in a sense, in certain situations. It's, it's, it's really sort of... That's a, that's a sort of paradox there because you can have the student that is open-minded and participating in the class and going for it and they can learn a lot or you can have the student that has this idea of what they want to achieve and it depends on what you're learning, right? Like if you're learning music, then really both of those still apply. Right You can still be open to what the teacher is bringing you, but when you've got your own initiative, my experience is that when you've got your own initiative, you're actually are more efficient, you're more sort of into it, and you can actually find ways to put the teacher on on their edge right? You can draw the the most out of the teacher, like ask questions. I always ask questions in class, I was always trying to find out certain things. I'm sure it really pissed off my teachers <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the time and Of course, the other side of it is that you don't always know what it is you want to learn because there's a limit to your ability, right? (laughs) You could say, how do I have a state that I haven't had before, which I can't describe, right? That's pretty tricky. But at least if you're saying that, if you're having that initiative, then you're putting the teacher off on its way, on their way. Now, another thing I'll add is that yoga needs to be approached also in conjunction with other spiritual practices. And just like weightlifting and doing exercise, you need to work out what's right for you. But also, you need to see, well, like how does it actually coincide with my weightlifting and my exercising, right? How much proportion do I need to be putting into that rather than my yoga. And here, here's where the variety comes in because it might be that you find something like Tai Chi and Qigong, which is completely different to yoga, but much more suited to you. It might be, in fact, that yoga is not what you need. It might be that yoga is going to bring you only to a plateau. Now, I have known people who have discovered Tai Chi and Qi Gong and they've just thought, my goodness, yoga was a complete waste of time. I've just left it all alone. I've never done it again. And of course, this is because Qi Gong is a completely different practice. It's a completely different approach. When we're doing Qi practices, we're working with energy. We're working with sensitivity. with working. We're working with the fascia of the skin rather than the stretch of the muscles. We're working with being centered, being grounded rather than being balanced. And if you've practiced both of these, if you've practiced yoga and Qigong successfully, then you know that there's a world of difference between them. And of course fundamentally, (laughs) we should be experimenting with all of them, right? We should be trying all of them and finding what's right for you. And in fact, if you would like to find out more about Qigong and energy awareness, I have a free online course. So you can actually go, enroll in the course, and you will actually be able to do some of the exercises that I teach in order to put you in touch with your sensitivity and your energy body awareness. And that's great for grounding and centering. It's great practice. So if you want to find out more about that, then you can go and do that. Now, I don't teach yoga. (laughs) Of course, I do practice yoga when I can, but I would by no means call myself an expert. But I know a good yoga teacher when I see it because I've got that larger picture of how it fits in with your spiritual well-being, your spiritual practice. And that is, well, what state are you in? What condition are you in? And that's something I'm experienced with, right? The the self-assessment of how you are, that's something you can practice. That's almost like a meta-practice because you practice that in your yoga class, you practice that in your Qigong class, you practice that in your meditation, and really you should also be practicing that when you're lifting weights and you're pumping iron, and you can see that that's sort of another level to all of these sort of external manifestations of the spiritual practices that we do. And it's so easy when you understand this to see the difference between someone who's knows what they're talking about and someone who doesn't. And that's very important in this age because there are so many people who've just done some quick little yoga teaching course and now they're teaching you online and they're not going to be able to get you to that deeper level. And it might be that they're good looking or it might be that they are some sort of celebrity or they have some sort of other thing that's brought them to prominence, which is why they are able to have that sort of following and have that sort of teaching, and yet they haven't got that deeper level. They haven't got that ability to really put you in touch with your state. What state are you in? That really is the thing you need to come back to. You need to reassess because that's your self-assessment. That's your self-knowledge. That's real-time self-knowledge, right? Self-knowledge is not, oh, I was thinking about myself and then this thought came in, which was an explanation in my mind about what I am, and now I say that thought. That's not what self-knowledge is. That's, that's in a sense, a kind of self-knowledge. That's sort of a portion of it, right? That's introspection or Identity development, right? Or role development, right? That's not self-knowledge, though. Real self-knowledge is this experience and then what is it? This experience and sensing it. And that's as far as it goes. It's not sensing it and then coming up with a brilliant description. It's not sensing it and then being able to describe it to someone else or talk about it in an elaborate way. That's a talking skill rather than a self-knowledge skill. Self-knowledge is this sense, the sense of... the sense of everything that's happening right now, the sense of now the sense of immediacy, the sense of your presence. And that's something that yoga, qigong, pumping iron, and meditation can make you really, really discover on the deepest levels. So those are a few thoughts on yoga and the number of yoga teachers that we have. And if you'd like to find out more about Qigong, you can go ahead and check out my course. It's a free course, so we've got nothing to lose. You can just check it out. Thanks very much. And that's all I have to say for now.